The views stated by the hosts of this podcast are opinion only and should not take the place of a qualified healthcare professional or mental health specialist. This podcast is for education and recreation. Hey, we have a new sponsor. Melissa has made this episode possible through her elected donation. You can support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes by going to our show notes and click on the support this podcast link. Thank you so much, Melissa. We really appreciate you. Thanks, Melissa. (laughs) Thank you. Welcome to Ask a Hag, a podcast about self-care and witchcraft in the modern world. I'm Allison. I'm Leslie. We're asked questions every day in the work that we do within our community. And this podcast is a space for us where we can share our knowledge and experience as witches and healers. This is a place where you, dear listener, can find inspiration and also feel empowered wherever you are on your journey. Happy New Year. Happy Happy fucking New Year. It's a new year. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's 2020, everybody. Uh, We're recording this podcast a couple days past January 1st. Yep. Um, Yes. It's true. We're really feeling it. That's a that's a factual statement. It's, yep. Uh, we're also a little rusty because we we so I, I I am anyway. Um, we took a little like, break. Is this thing on? Yeah. For wait, do I know you? Um, we took a small. <laughs> we took a small break for the holiday season, um, which is great. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was. But I'm really excited, you know, too. to do this today. And I'm all in. Me too. Um, so let's yep. let's see here. So it is the year 2020. Yeah, it is in the tarot deck. A the year of the emperor. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, because you add the year up. So right, two plus zero mm-hmm. plus two plus zero equals four. Got it. And four is the fourth card in the major arcana, and that's the emperor. The emperor. So there's a the king of kings, <laughs> the divine masculine. That's right. That's the David right. Bowie of the tarot. <laughs> yeah, I would actually. Say, I think that he's. I think that that was his the, birth card, right? Di- well, no, I think that like either today or like soon he has passed. Like is the anniversary of of, of his, his death. Was, yesterday. Was, was it? it yesterday? Oh, David. Oh, David buddy. Bowie. Death. What a shining light. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Seriously, yeah, for real. Tomorrow, oh, Donna, <laughs> cha cha cha, <laughs> foiled again. <laughs> Tomorrow, yes. Yeah, so to David Bowie, to David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Clink, a life oh, yeah. well lived. Yeah, indeed. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when he died. Somebody was like, "Hey, guess what." You were alive when David Bowie was alive. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> like, we all were, you yeah. know, or like the, you know, yeah. like, it is true. No, we all were. It, I mean, he. I mean, yeah, he was the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah. The so the emperor, mm-hmm. yeah. So divine, divine masculine. Divine masculine. Um, there's, you know, darkness and light, right, in all of these cards, mm-hmm. which I think were really. Uh, a lot of us are kind of like exploring already because of what's happening in the world and the news. Um, mm. 
there's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of um, challenging things that we have to really face mm-hmm. as a collective, human collective. Um, and the emperor, I would say, is begging us to take up our sovereignty mm-hmm. and take action. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, because to me, the emperor's like, okay, all right, here we are nine days in and it's a shit show. It's literally. <laughs> it's a, it's a class fucking A shit show. Yeah, and yeah. The, the emperor's like, all right, guys, let's... Let's, you know, do the work. Let's yep. get present. Let's, you know, we get educated. Let's be, yeah, yeah, let's be really smart about what's happening. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of it is out of our control. Sure. Um, but there are ways for us to connect with our community and try and raise consciousness and mm-hmm. um, do our part or That's do our right. small part, which actually when everybody does a small little bit, it makes a big deal. Yeah. Impact. For Absolutely. And, you know, on social media, there's a whole lot of fundraising happening, you know, for um, Australia in Mm -hmm. particular and the Amazon, too, because the fires are still happening in Amazon. I think the the news lens has kind of shifted away from that, but it's important to talk about still. Um, You know, so there's a lot of monetary um, funds being done, which is fantastic. But, you know, I know that there aren't, um, that there are some people that can't uh, financially fundraise for this sort of stuff. And so, you know, I've been really thinking a lot about like energetically Mm -hmm. as witches, what Mm -hmm. can we do Mm -hmm. to impact, you know, what's happening in our world? Um, And I know that you, Leslie, you know, did some activism on your social media feed. Do you feel like sharing a little bit about that? You know, and I have to be very, very honest the 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 spell that I did was the same spell that was um, is not an original spell. I cannot take credit for it. Um, Reclaiming Brazil posted a yeah. rain spell when Amazon was happening, so I immediately was like, "Well, that's just what I'm going to do. I'm just going to sure. recreate that spell sure. um, for Australia." And um, you can you can access it on. I, I have it in my highlights under Witch Tips. But ultimate, do you want me to say what I did? Just a short like, really recap, quick. if you don't ba- mind. Basically, what I, I created, I collected some natural water. It just happened to be a snow squall for like five minutes in Pittsburgh. So I just, <laughs> it was really beautiful. ran outside and <laughs> yeah, somebody shook up our snow globe. So I just ran outside and collected a very small amount. I mean, it was basically, um, I mean, maybe it, maybe a teaspoon of water, sure. in there, which was fine because yeah. it was the intention of it. Um, and then I lit three candles. I chose a white candle, a light blue candle pardon me, a white candle for healing and peace. And, you know, white is just kind of an amplifier. To me, white is also an amplification of the sure, other one. Same. Yeah. And then light blue for water. Mm-hmm, of course. And yeah. justice and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. I also understand that the Australian government hasn't been totally supportive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I also have heard that too. Yeah, I've um, heard. And, and I, yeah, just, yeah. so... So, so justice. Just a little, it's a little bit of justice yeah. happening there. Yeah. And then brown uh, brown candle for, you know, our, our earth, our earth energy, right. our plant life, our, our insect life family, our animal family, our communities, right. our people. I always think of like the, the brown candles as nouns, like mm. your people, places and things like mm-hmm. what, how do you want to impact? Um, 
I placed them in the bowl. I drew a map of Australia and I put the bowl on top of that to sort of focus in the intention. This is where we want to put the energy. And then I spent some time in prayer and meditation, called my team in to help me amplify Mm -hmm. and send it out. And I did a grounding meditation because I've been really feeling, and a lot of the messages I've been getting in in my grounding work is that it's an umbilical cord. It's symbiotic. So just like our exchange with trees, you know, we breathe out, they breathe in, they give out, you know, that kind of exchange is very similar to Mother Earth. Mm -hmm. Almost like laying down on the earth and like putting your heart on the earth is also really, I think, incredible way to exchange energy to Mother Earth and say... You help stabilize me. Let me help right. like transmute my energy into you to help restore you. Mm-hmm. I think we should all do a big old lay down day Agreed. on the earth. Everybody put your heart to the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, for my, and just a little, like a little side, um, when I do that kind of grounding, you know, f- bare feet on the earth, that kind of thing, um, it's definitely like, you definitely not only feel recharged yourself, but there's a whole lot of like gratitude that just like washes over your body. It's just like a natural thing. Like your mm-hmm. brain doesn't even really engage with it. Mm-hmm. And that's when I find that activation <clears throat> happening as far as like the earth thanking you back, mm-hmm. like that kind of yeah. feedback loop. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, so then after you grounded, you lit your candles. Yeah, and right. I did, you know, I cleansed the space. You know, I did your basic 101. Mm-hmm. Ground center, cleanse the space, charge the candles, call your team in, right. you know, protect yourself, all that kind of stuff. And then I did the, mm-hmm. the ritual. And you can spend some time. You can, you can also inscribe information on each candle. Mm-hmm. This is intended for, you know, mm-hmm. a steady flow of, and we want to be clear. We want, we, we don't, we don't want to like overflow Australia with a right. huge freaking tsunami. <laughs> couldn't handle we that. don't <laughs> want that. We want like a steady flow of, of rain. We want not only just natural rain, but even, you know, uh, a strong force team that has water available to put the fires out as well. Right. Right. Of human people people yes yeah of human people and, human people and, you know aid rushing forth to save the animals and take care of them and all of the work that's being done i mean we're seeing all these these families going around collecting mm-hmm. koala bears and putting them in their cars yeah. and all these yeah. sweet little animals with little bandaged up feet and yeah the, yeah i mean it's 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 been hitting home for a lot of folks and actually one of our really kind listeners aided me um um, she was a really fantastic person that reached out about when she moved to Australia, the, the, um, trees yep. in her space. Yep. And she, I said, what can we do? I mean, you're there is what can you sure. recommend? So she gave a red, red cross Australia mm-hmm. wires, um, which is, um, a wildlife, right. Um, yeah. Organization. That's, that's the one that I see the most. Yeah. Wires is coming up a lot. Mm-hmm. And then there was also the Australian zoo and then the, and then the ASPCA and, and W S Northwest North South yeah. Wales N S W. The um, if you guys N S W yeah want uh, if you guys feel called to donate, I know um, Sacred fin- Familiar on Instagram. In her feed, she has like all of the Instagram handles for all of those different organizations that you you could donate to if you feel called to do so. Um. I just want to speak a moment about our nervous systems. <laughs> yeah. When we are um, in this, these kinds of times 
where the media is oversaturated with very overwhelming things, our bodies react to that, um, which can be really challenging. And for a lot of us, myself included, um, you may be feeling a great deal of exhaustion. You may be feeling um, a great deal of powerlessness. Um, you may be feeling some aches and pains in your body. Um, and that's not just necessarily like the eclipse stuff happening, which we'll talk about in a minute, but it's also like your, your animal body, your physical body responding to all this information. Um, and so I, I know, um, of a plant ally, lavender, Mm. um, many of you, many, many, many of you know, lavender, um, it's a plant that hails from Europe. It, um, but you know, you can pretty much find it everywhere these days. Um, you can find it in all sorts of things like candles and body care, but I it's would, a, it's a purple plant. It's a purple plant. <laughs> yes, it is. Leslie, it's a purple plant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Levandula Augustifolia is, oh. is my favorite variety. Go ahead and Google it if you wish. Um, but I find lavender to be especially helpful um, during this time personally. Um, and so I would highly recommend uh, seeking out a uh, florist or flower shop in your area. Or you could even go online and maybe find some uh, dried lavender stems. Love to burn it. <clears throat> and then, yeah, burning it in, in ritual and it, as, as, a, as an offering, as a smoke offering mm-hmm. instead of, you know, cedar or something like that using lavender. Um, lavender is really protective for your energetic field. It's also super grounding and it also is really soothing and calm to the nervous system, which is why it's so popular, you know, in body care products and stuff. Mm. Um, I wouldn't go essential oil with this mm-hmm. lovelies. I would do the actual plant itself mm-hmm. because um, when you have the actual plant material, you have more of its energetic imprint yeah. um, and in essential oils. You don't get that. Um, so I find lavender to be, like the plant of 2020. <laughs> oh, I love that. Like if we, if I was like to select, mm-hmm. you know, a, a green elder that would be the most helpful to us this year. Um, nice? The astrology for this year is is super challenging. It's mm-hmm. going to be really calling us to change rapidly mm-hmm. and to adapt. Um not to cause panic, but it's, you know, it's real. And so anything that you can do to help yourself adapt and change is great. And I think that lavender is going to be a really great companion for us on this journey. Mm -hmm. I love burning it too. It's my favorite. And it's so, so, it's easy, you know, so, and it doesn't make a lot of mess, which is nice. (laughs) And it doesn't fill your house up with smoke, which is also nice. (laughs) Yeah, I was burning it a lot because I had some in my window box Mm. at the shop. And I just started like trimming it and burning it and drying it. Oh my God. And for those of you out there that are gardeners, you don't have to have the the flowers Mm -mm. and the stems. You can actually use, you know, the leaf stalks as well. They, They hold just as much scent yeah. Um, and energy, most importantly. Um, but yeah, so that's great. Lavender for 2020. <laughs> 
So New Year's spread. New Year's spread. Yeah. Um, Let's get into this. Yeah. So uh, just a theme of the year is something I always love to start the year. I So as a business owner, I usually do one for me, one for my shop. Yep. Um, and um, Kim Kranz, who has The Wild Unknown, was the one that originally turned me on to this. Uh, and basically, I start at 12 o'clock if we're looking at a clock and my 12 o'clock is January and then I go all the way around the clock. Right. So 12, one, yep. two, three, four. Five. And, um, each, um, you know, you, you create placement. each yeah. placement is yeah. a, is the month. Right. Yep. And so it's basically a 12 card spread with the 13th card in the center being your theme of the year. And mm. this is one of my favorite ways to just kind of get a bit of a bird's eye view of what's coming up. And again, like, The way that these things come up can be really subtle. Yes. But they can be a ripple effect that happens through your months. You might mm-hmm. be like, well, I got the five of cups, but I never fought, felt lost, loss or grief in December, which I got the five of cups. Mm. But for me, the five of cups, this was last, this part sure. to, to uh, re- make a reference. Last year. This was last year. Yeah. But the five of cups in December was about me going home and being with my family in an effort to not feel regretful. Right. To miss out on something, right? So you have to kind of play around with, well, how is this going to work for me? So, Leslie, yes, please. Do you pull from the top of the deck, or do you pull like, do you just like open the deck as you go? And I think that's pull that anybody's way. personal preference. Okay. Some people yeah. like to fan the cards out mm-hmm. and very selectively choose a card. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I shuffle the deck, I set them down, and each card I pull, just like you would like deal a deck right. of cards. Right. That's how I just how it's laid. How I've agreed. Yeah. To work with my cards. Got that's it. how I've always done it. Yeah. Um, I pull from the middle. Like I just oh, open it. You know. Shmer, so I think about like yeah. January open. Yeah. Open. Shmer. Schmeh, open. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, everybody's yeah. got their own yeah, one that, they do. A, yeah. that informs them that says, this feels right to me. Sure. This is how I'm going to do it. Yeah, um, It's like your fingerprint. So so you have your theme of the year, and this just kind of informs you a little bit. And then another thing, like if you wanted to take it a step further, is to, you know, Allison mentioned earlier that 2020's card, Major Arcana card this year is the Emperor. You can also take that a step further and decide what your personal card of the year is. And it's very simple mathematics, which um, is going to be your, <laughs> is going to be your birth month, your birth date, date, and then the year. So for me, it's um, June 16th. So it would be six plus one plus six plus two. Plus zero, plus two, plus zero. Mm-hmm. Minus strength. Minus the hermit. See, you were strength last year. I was indeed. Yeah. Oh, oh we flippy flops. <laughs> Flippity flu. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so you can do that. And then if you also wanted to find, and then I also like to pull my birth cards as mm-hmm. well to kind of place out. And um, your birth card would then be your birthday, your month, your birthday, and your year. So, right, mine is the hermit, and mine. Is, I'm in my hermit return. Mine is ooh, oh yeah. fancy. Uh-huh. So I guess I won't see you the rest of the year after You're this. Probably not. <laughs> no, bra. We're going all out this year. You see me all like every nice, day. Nice knowing you. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah. So I I just think it's a it's a nice way of getting some perspective. Mm-hmm doing a little introspection. Um, and and it's, it's a way that I like to kick my ear off. 
I love this. Mm -hmm. Um, To be clear, the birth card only applies to the major arcana. Yes, thank you. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. You see, for example, and I would like to also say this. So my birth date, um, when, when you add everything up, I'm a 10. Mm. So you're a perfect ten. I'm a perfect ten, baby. Yeah, girl. <laughs> and so um, the ten is the wheel of fortune, mm. and in numerology, you reduce to a single digit, so that reduces to one. So I'm also the magician. Oh wow! Look How at that. that. I like it. So I pull those, and then yeah, Donna. Yes, Donna. Question. Question in the back. Do you like write it down? Do you write it down? Your wheel of the year. I, I take a picture of it, mm-hmm. and then what I haven't done yet, which I haven't. Should have had time, but I didn't make time. I didn't make time to do. Was I'll like in kind of go through in a journal and write down like January my thoughts. Here's the card. Sure, Here's what sure. I know it means. Here's my thoughts on the card. Yeah. So I'll go through and do a little bit of a journal. If you have um, if you have a planner, you, you have can, a planner. Um, you can make note of that um, every month. Like oh, January. This is on my two of cups right. for January. Right. So. Um, Mm-hmm. It's really interesting to when you like not to get too deeply into it, but it's really kind of fascinating because I do a lot of readings for people like this as well to see like the ebbs and flows. Like it, it feels very, very much that I would say in a, in a in a nice percentage, in a large percentage of readings, um, I see a lot of like a maybe a tough January and a really positive February, mm. and then another lesson and then yeah. a release, and then yeah. another lesson and a release. So it there is, and I think there are so many people in the last few years, especially throughout this entire eclipse season, which I think we're kind of segueing into, where we are really learning and yeah, we this is if I if I understand this correctly, we are twenty twenty is one of the last years for a little while for a lot of eclipses because we had mm-hmm. three years of eclipses. Mm-hmm. It's true, and it's kind of tapering off mm-hmm. next year. Yeah, so. Eclipse season. Eclipse season. <laughs> Tomorrow is the full moon in Cancer. Wolf Another moon. lunar lunar eclipse. Lunar eclipse. Right. Do you remember last year's blood moon lunar eclipse? It was so beautiful. I, yes. I still have photos on my phone. I do too. Yeah, it was really amazing. I've got, for, I have been feeling the energy of this eclipse probably actually before the last eclipse. So yep. there was an eclipse on Christmas. There yep. was a new moon mm-hmm. solar eclipse. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But even before that, I was feeling the energy of, yeah, of it's this been, January 10th eclipse. It's been and really it's, amping up. I'm excited about it. Are you? I have very positive feelings about I'm it. I'm glad that you do because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you say I don't. I say I, say I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you're around, yeah, my dear. No, I yeah. do. I, but you know me. I mean, I'm. I'm always. I'm a moth to a flame. You know, I'm always trying to like focus myself in on the light, didn't try and keep myself in a positive, optimistic That's way. True. Yeah. But honestly and truly, aside from all of that, I have very positive feelings about this wonderful eclipse. May it be so. Yeah. For everyone. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. Frankly. Frankly. Um, what are your thoughts on, uh, well, this full moon too, um, Michael posted on Old Ways Apothecary, it's a 20, 20, 20. It is. In 2020. So yeah, it's, it's an amplifying. Tw- 20 Mercury, 20, I have to look at It's up, all the like, degrees of yeah, the planets. Yeah, like the degrees of all of it. But that makes it for, and I also want to say <clears throat> that any, like, I know we're kind of like really getting no, into it. No, I love it. it but, That's great. Um, 
So in numerology, whenever a number is backed by a zero, it amplifies the energy of that mm-hmm. number. So mm-hmm. two, you know, where one is sort of that active, two is a little bit more receptive mm-hmm. of a number. Mm-hmm. So um, it feels like as much as it is such an ag- sort of a somewhat emperor, um, divinely compassionate, aggressive year. Mm-hmm. I would agree. There's also a softening and a receptiveness to it, mm-hmm. an understanding. Mm-hmm. And an amplification. So we have two two, which is a master, and then two double zeros. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's it's a powerful. And the focus is on home, family, relationships. Yeah. For tomorrow. Yeah. Right? Yes. And I would say into the next week. Yeah, and it's really a lot <clears throat> the, you know, a lot of like love, a lot of healing love. Mm-hmm. A lot of healing like love. Yeah. Love, 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 love. Great, great weekend to have that conversation. <laughs> what conversation? Like, what's going on? Where are we going? The conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Totally. Yeah. Hmm. It feels compassionate. Yeah, I, I, I see that. I, I guess, I guess I'm just. I got a plu- a lot of Pluto on my chart, folks. So I just see all the. <laughs> All the problems that need to be fixed. I think that's really like where I'm focused on right now. And a lot of problems do need to be yeah, fixed. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, it dep- you know, and the th- other thing that I love about 2020 is it's that perfect, clear vision. It's that's like, okay, right. Well, how do we need to focus in on this? That's and right. Yeah. yeah it does need to be figured out. So how can we do it? Do we, you know, some of us, for me, I respond better to a more gentle, compassionate way of focusing in on fixing things. Same. Mm-hmm. So I prefer things to be nice and nice and slow. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you on that. Ease me into it. I like that too. (laughs) Like a nice bath water. Yeah, like I've Mm. recently been saying like, I need to really grow and experience a major change in my life, but gently and compassionately so. (laughs) And nobody gets hurt and I'm going to be okay in all of it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Everything is going to work out in my favor. Yes. (laughs) But gently and compassionately. (laughs) Nobody gets hurt. That's right. Oh, 2020. Anyway, well, it, no. is, it is going to be an expansive year, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a lot of hopes and dreams for this year, for sure. Yeah. Uh, for myself personally, for my business, and for Ask a Hag. Yeah. So we'll see, yeah, we'll yeah. see what happens. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to head into some, some questions? Oh, are we? Oh, wait a minute. Are we, are we answering questions? Uh, is that what we do I here? Yes. <laughs> Oh, we don't, don't talk about ourselves the whole time? <laughs> What's up with that? All right. Um, I'm ready. Do we want to start with the voicemail? Oh. Do we want to start with the voicemail? That was nice. It's like, cool. Now I get to hear it echoed. Like <laughs> <laughs> coughing and sneezing. Uh huh. I oh, sneeze constantly. Oh, I know. I get it. It's okay. It's a thing. Laser focus. <laughs> 2020. 2020. 2020. Laser focus. Me. 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 And I'm very excited to jump into these. So if you are ready, I am ready. I'm totally to jump ready. On I'm in so excited. To questions for the hags. Let's do it. Hello, my name is Shauna, and I just wanted to say thank you for doing what you do and sharing your knowledge 
and experiences and help to all of us through the podcast. Um, I listen to it before I go to bed and on my way into work or at the library throughout my day. And it really feels like home. Um, So thank you both. My question is, I was wondering if there is spell work or ritual around communication. Um, I have twins and my son is nonverbal and he's working so hard to communicate in the typical ways in which you and I speak. And I would love to find additional ways in order to help myself and him through that process. So thank you. That's awesome. Really sweet words. Thank you so much. I know. Yeah. So many things came to mind and I wish I had a little bit more experience in this. I mean, I don't, I mean, my, my nonverbal communication exists with my cat and that's that, I mean, and and I don't want to like lessen anything by saying that, but I think my cat is a queen. So, um, but I believe so much in eye contact and I believe in really, really looking into eyes. And I, I, I think that we really overlook telepathy. I, I, I think that there is something to be said about really looking in somebody's eyes and, and making that connection. And especially when you're able to begin to make that connection with a child who's very young in age, um, I, I think that there's so much, you know, because kids are so much more open that I think that they're, they would be so quick to yeah. pick up on, pardon yeah. me, to pick up on that nonverbal communication. So mm-hmm. eye contact, touch, to mm-hmm. me is huge. Um, blinking, mm. mm-hmm. like, you know, like, yes, and a blink one for yes or two for no or something like that, you mm-hmm. know, but I think blinking's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Well, blue tourmaline came to mind. Blue tourmaline? Yeah. Blue kyanite? Yes. <laughs> Communication. Like blue tourmaline. Now yeah. let me. Yeah. Yeah. Blue, ki- love, well, yeah, blue kyanite yeah, came to mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for stonework. You know, I'd, I'm just like thinking about like, you know, what allies could be called upon in this process because obviously, you know, it's, it, it's a group effort, right? So it's not just you wanting this. It's also, you know, your child wanting this too. And obviously your child wants to, to be able to talk to you yeah, um, and communicate in the way that you're able, you're able to understand. So employing something like blue kyanite, mm-hmm. which opens up energetically the pathways of communication, Did which you- I think would be really helpful. Um, Especially during, you know, any kind of session, whether it's like an art session or, um, you know, like Leslie was suggesting, you know, some sort of um, intuitive communication. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was also thinking about flower essences and flower essences are energetic imprints of plants made into elixirs that you can take internally and they kind of like shift your energetic blueprint, so to speak. And this is something that you can take yourself. 
Um, children can also take it. But if you're trying to like enhance your ability to communicate with your your child, um, you know, I think maybe employing something like calendula flower essence would be really helpful for communication. Um, and flower essences don't affect our our body's chemical processes, so they're safe to take. You know, even if you may be, you know, taking medications or something like that. Mm. Um, and a lot of flower essences are in an alcohol base to stabilize it. But I know that there are companies out there that will make them out of vinegar. So that's something that you could look into, you know, to do order do online. A, like glycerin bases too? Yeah. Yeah. Glycerin or um, apple cider vinegar mm. base. Um I have a flower essence made with a shiso vinegar base, which is super interesting and it tastes really delicious. And I can't remember the name of the place at the moment, Um, but it's a lemon balm Mm. um, flower essence. Anyway, so I I feel like calendula would be really helpful. Is calendula chamomile? No. Oh. Two different. Two different plants. Okay. Calendula is in in the marigold family. That's right. I always, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Bright orange sunflowers. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and as far as rituals, um, you know, I'm always beating this drum, but ancestor work could be helpful because, you know, your child is of your bloodline, you share, you know, ancestors, um, maybe it would be helpful to kind of uh, work with and petition an ancestor that you feel close to or an ancestor that you um, no really cared for children um, in particular that may be helpful too um, do you have any ritual yeah, suggestions something else popped into my ma- head and it's color magic oh like uh, yeah. you know kind of yeah. a green if it's even possible I'm not sure how um, if this is completely nonverbal or like you know like head yes or no but not speaking so if you were to say like you know red means that you're you know, mm. feeling passionate about something and, you know, maybe yellow means that you're happy about something or, you know, like creating color magic. And so basically also giving an opportunity to begin to teach your child about the chakras, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and so like different parts, you know, along your meridian line too, in terms of like color. And then these colors can be something that right. you can communicate with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one thing that was coming to mind for me in terms of that. I think uh, growing the connection would be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so casting a circle, calling in your guides, protection, all of that sort. And um, you could do a uh, witch's ladder, which is... Um, taking a piece of cord or thread of some kind, a length of it and making just simple knots. And each knot Mm -hmm. represents um, your wishes for growing your connection with your child. I've done that before. I didn't know it was called a witch's ladder. Yeah. And then you can actually use that as a talisman and, and put that on your child's wrist. If you know, if the kid is open to it, Um, you know, and then, through you know that sort of thing your hopes your wishes could grow Mm -hmm. with that talisman so i've also 
Yeah, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And you could also use specific colors. So, mm-hmm. you know, yellow, I think, is for uh, speech and communication, right? And for air? Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a Gemini, it's an air correspondence. Right. Yep. And lavender. Yeah, and lavender. Hey, lavender. Lavender color, lavender uh-huh. plant. Yep. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yeah, that's really great. Hmm, that's really nice. But I intuitively, like, immediately feel like touch and eye contact are huge. Agreed. Which I'm sure she's already doing yeah. as a child. Yeah, I would, I would say so. I w- yeah. Um, well, I hope, I hope that was helpful. I, I mean, I wouldn't doubt that at some point they developed their own language. Agreed. Yeah, you I know? would agree with you on that. What a beautiful thing. Mind. What a yeah. gift. In the mind. Yeah. All the best to you, my, mm-hmm. my dear. Thank you so yeah, much for you. calling in. Okay. Um, we have a question from Miruna, who is from Romania. Hi, Hags. I just stumbled upon your podcast and I am recently reading up on spells curses. I want to know how can you know if you are cursed and what can you do about it? I have been having bad luck for a few years, mostly at exams or crucial points in my life slash turning points. The reason why I think I'm cursed is because I'm constantly feeling tired or ill without cause. I checked with doctors and tests I find it harder to concentrate, and I notice that when I say mantras, I feel better. I also had a big exam that I didn't prepare enough for, like super big, and performed a good luck ritual in the morning. I did better than people that actually learned for two months. Can you help? How to ward off a bad luck curse? If you tell me, I will share with you a Romanian good luck ritual. Also, really love your podcast and makes me want to go a bit a bit deeper into witchcraft. Sending good thoughts. Well, thanks for your question. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I would say that you know, you know, you're already kind of beginning to do these mantras and do these good luck spells, and they're helping you. So. It feels like amplifying that energy more is going to kind of pull you out of this. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. It feels like a stuck in the mud situation. And the more that you're focused on pulling yourself out, Mm -hmm. the further you get out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I would call this a curse situation. What do you think? Well, uh, yeah, it's hard to say. Um, I would say that since, you, you know, your mantras are making you feel better and you are noticing you know, good results from certain spells, it may not be necessarily a curse, or it could just be, you know, um, what's called the evil eye. And that can just basically happen based off of, you know, somebody being jealous of you or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, curses are more focused and specific and um, exacting. And I find that when a person is actually cursed, they can't shake it. It doesn't really matter what what they do. Um, whereas evil eye, it's a little bit different, and that can you know that kind of ebbs and flows. It's it's less like uh, focused, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So um, 
just slows you down. It just slows you down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it puts it puts the brakes on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree with you, Leslie. I think that uh, focusing more on positive magic mm-hmm. um, would be really indicated here. And of course, you know, cleansing work yeah. is really important. Oh, yeah. You know, cleansing yourself energetically, blessing yourself at the same time, because you know, as you wipe things away, you want to replace it with good love and mm-hmm. good, good, mm-hmm. um, good energy. And just making sure that you have, you know, a healthy energetic hygiene practice yeah. is, is really important. You're saying here that when you begin to focus in and you, you say, I find it harder to concentrate. And I notice that when I say mantras, I feel better. So it's like when you're beginning to hone in and focus, that's when you're, so it sounds to me, number one, and first and foremost, you're more powerful than you're letting yourself realize agreed yes like you have the ability to fight this i also was here's what here it's coming in they're like oh my god leslie just listen up okay get out of the way (laughs) (laughs) um that you're being called because you also had said here like hey i'm actually kind of being more and more interested in this kind of thing it also feels like you're being pushed um very positively compassionately and gently of course into creating more of a daily ritual for yourself that involves concentration and focus, creating positive rituals in your daily life. So it kind of feels like your team is saying like, hey, let's get you back on track. Like you have very positive, did you see the lights went on when I clapped out mm-hmm. there? I did. Um, that you have the ability to be very powerful and that you have the ability to really steer yourself in a positive direction. So it's, it kind of feels like your team is doing a funny little thing that they can do that are like, oh, do you feel really crappy right now? Uh-huh. Oh, how do you feel now uh-huh. that you just said this really positive thing and <laughs> called us in? Do you feel better? Okay, cool. Keep calling us in. <laughs> you know, so it kind of feels like your team's kind of poking you to say like, how about we create more of a daily ritual? What do you think? I totally agree with you. Do you like that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it just feels like you're being called to step into your power more and be more focused and intentional with your day. Agreed. So do it. Yeah, because listen to this. She's like, I I did this good luck ritual in the morning and I did better than anybody else that had learned for two months. Can you help? And can you help us on that? Can can you help? Can you help us? My gosh, it sounds like you've got the the recipe for, you know, personal success. But that's fantastic. um, Yeah. So kind of focusing in more. um, Trusting yourself. And trusting your your guides. Yeah. Trusting your guides, your team. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you, Leslie. It definitely seems like that too. I mean, there might there might still be a, a touch of, you know, the the evil eye, the jealousy, all that kind of shit. Oh, sure. You know, but you know, divine invention is all over this. But like you said too, pardon me. That if if the evil eye is the case, that is something that can be kind of wiped away pretty quickly yeah. with yep, definitely. You know, some cleansing and some intentional, mm-hmm. you know, personal some daily grounding work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Oh, well, thanks like, for writing in. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we want to hear. We want to hear about your ritual. Yeah, maybe that would be maybe fantastic. We can share it on Ask a Hag so everybody else can in, and benefit. Hag, from it. yes. Right. If you're open. To hag, it. yes. Hag, yes. <laughs> no, it's so stupid. I'm so funny. I love it. Becky from Pennsylvania writes: I would like to wake up earlier. Maybe she puts in parentheses. I'm with you on that one, Becky. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and do something of value before you work. I'm also with you on that. What is a good everyday ritual I can do to feel grounded? 
Do you guys have routines you swear by? Right now, I'm just doing tarot and coffee, but I feel like I should be getting more in tune. Excellent question. I do love this question. I, I, I actually too. think this is mm-hmm. this is a this is important. Agreed. My yes, daily thing by all means, please is to stand in front of my working altar, and depending on how I'm feeling, I'll either pull a rune or a tarot card to see to take the temperature of my day, so yeah. to speak. Mm-hmm. And I also do a gratitude practice. Mm-hmm which I think is super important. It's like probably my number one. And then my number two would be my protection practice. <laughs> um, in my gratitude practice, I thank my ancestors. I thank my guides, my guardians, my what I call my sacred ones. That's a lot of times nice. I name them by name if I know what their oh. names are. Um, I also go through the different plant allies that I'm working with. I usually burn something. And I know this sounds like really long, but it's actually super quick. It's not, it's like takes less than like two minutes. Um, And then I do the protective uh, work that you and I have shared before in previous episodes. Um, which is called the Tony Stark technique, if you haven't heard it yet. <laughs> and at any point, uh, Tony Stark, if you want to <laughs> come see us. <laughs> so, uh, I did anyway. watch Endgame last night. <laughs> I never, I didn't get into the Marvel stuff. I haven't, oh, I'm not into it. The Marvel stuff. You, li- you love it? Are you into it? Or is it just I like am. Robert Downey Jr. that you're into? Ah, oh, those eyeballs are giving me looks. Well, but I, I do, but I do love the superhero. No, yeah, I mean, you, I do love Marvel. I do love Marvel. You like the Marvel? I'm cool. more of a Marvel person than I am, like a Pixar, or like Disney. Person. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though they're owned by Disney, yeah. I know. It's like, well, um, but yeah, yeah. No, I get Disney you. They're different Marvel, vibes. But, mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. So it, you know, um, uh, alter mm-hmm. protection, uh, protection, taking the temperature of the day, gratitude. Mm-hmm. How about you? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one thing that I've been doing recently, um, because I struggle with like, I guess, like body dysmorphia in a way, is that I wake up and I look at myself naked in the mirror and I'm like, look at you. You look great. You're Ooh, beautiful. Girl. girl, look at you. And it doesn't matter if <laughs> I'm like, that fanny. no, I don't look so great. It doesn't matter if I have hag butt or like, you know, um, (laughs) (laughs) but I do, I'll look at myself and I'll just be like, and you know, I'll do it. A lot of times I'll do it before I go to bed at night. A lot of times I'll do it when I wake up. That's so cute. And Jim's like, you're looking at your tits again in the mirror, aren't you? And I'm like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm telling myself nice things. I am saying very nice things to to my body and to me. Yeah. But what I love about doing it in the morning, as I've understood, is that your whole body resets itself, which is why we sleep. That's right. And that when you wake up in the morning, all your cells are like, just tell me what you want me to do. Yeah. Who do you want me to be? I want you you to feel healthy. I want you to look great. I want you to feel good. I want you to be strong. (laughs) So we do that in the morning. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I go downstairs and um, I do like a lot of like, I got a Reiki master training. So I'll do, um, like I'll run like channels of Reiki through my body. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't do this for a half an hour period of time or anything like that. I mean, I 
Honestly, we'll do it for as long as it takes my coffee to percolate. Yeah. And brew. Yeah. Which is about just maybe about maybe yeah. maybe yeah, that's, yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, under you five minutes. Under five minutes. You know, you don't have to like set aside an entire hour of your morning for Mm-mm. this kind of stuff unless you want to. And good for you if you do. No, like you don't but brush like, your teeth for an hour. Right. Right, exactly, exactly. You don't comb your hair for an hour? No, no. So, you know, when I brush my teeth, that's when I'm doing my protection work. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you can really like, I mean, witches have always been resilient. We work with what we have, and that is, in this instance, time. You know, so thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have 10 minutes, that's great. You know, it's really just about making it a habit because... I find that the more I engage with my guides in this way, the more they show up with mm-hmm. they show up for me mm-hmm. throughout the day when I'm really needing it. Yeah, you know, when you're just kind of like in tears and you can't deal with whatever's you know on your plate, they they'll they'll show up for you yeah. um, and help you, and yeah. that's why they're called guides. They guide yeah. you through stuff. Um, and also, one more thing: yes, please. The more you do this. With regularity, mm-hmm. the stronger your connection is with the ancestors and with your guides. Hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned the, your gratitude. Yeah. I do that in the. I do that before I even get out of bed. Yep. Is when I do all of that, and then I yep. look at myself naked in the mirror. Right. And that I mean, part of the gratitude practice too, just to piggyback on what Leslie says, is thanking your body mm-hmm. as well, because yeah. your body is your vessel. Yeah. And your body holds all of your ancestors' spirit. Um, your body is of the earth, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's you know part of my gratitude practice is thanking my body in however it's feeling that mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's not just the spirit world; it's also this physical world that we need to really live in and exist within. Yeah, and I think like to like creating, and I've gotten a little bit off of my practice. Like I used to last year I was up and I was in my Bruno chair and I was doing like my, sometimes I would listen to like some singing bowls, but again, less than five minutes. Don't, don't be running a marathon here unless you have the time and you want to do it. But yeah. So daily ritual practices. That's great. Morning ritual practices. And uh-huh. they like mm-hmm. figure out how to steal people's bodies. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty dope. I think if I could do that, it's <laughs> you want to? I don't remember this. Can you? Can you tell me? Tale of the body me? thief. Tale of the body thief. That was I, like I read it like twenty years fourth ago. Fourth or fifth. So like when you're a vampire, like you're just in your body. Yep. An immortal, but like if you wanted to level up. Like, you could force mortals, like, spiritually out of their bodies and occupy the body. And I think that sounds way cooler because, like, you're still a mortal. Yep. But you're in a mortal body. Yep. And, like, when you're done with it... You just leave it. Yeah, because in Anne Rice's books, those vampires don't have sex. And don't you think they'd be curious about having sex Hell again? Oh yeah, I'm sure they remember it. All I dream about is having sex with vampires. Yeah. At least when I was 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, or 18, 19, 20, 21, now, 22, 22, 42, 42, 42, 43. <laughs> <laughs> 
and currently <laughs> and now yes also yeah, you know, I know that, that, I, when was the last time you read that that's a great that's a probably junior high yeah you know Jesus, I, was, I can't believe you accessed that it's just it's amazing cool. it yeah. does sound cool honey it sounds better than being invisible or yeah like being able to fly totally that's you could have great. any experience you wanted to because like you put yeah. Oh, it absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's totally. It's totally inappropriate. But you know, like, let's say you occupy a supermodel's body, and mm-hmm. then you leave that body, and you oc- occupy Robert Downey's Jr.'s body, and uh, then you I'll occupy o- that body. Well, <laughs> yeah, girl. Um, you know, I mean, you could have so many different human experiences, yeah. and how fucking cool would that be? Entirely so. You know. Yeah, dude. To have a life where you can just like have the time to reread that, I. I would love, I would love to reread that series. I don't know about that. I mean, it was written for adults. I I read them again in 2002, 2003. I reread, like I really went deep in the series. Yeah. Read them all. Tale of the Body Thief, I think it's called. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, we have them. Oh, do you? Yep. Somewhere, somewhere up there. So when are we going to do an Ask a Hag on tape? just read ritual books oh, such a good idea it's we have a idea. book club uh question in the email oh is this true mm-hmm, okay. it's true cool. they want to know when we're going to start a book club they also want us to post all the books that we recommend on our website okay just fyi oh my god the burps oh, donna oh, just can, she's in your body and she's burping uh the burps <laughs> donna get out of my body stop burping in my body <laughs> All right. It's true. Okay. Well, here we go. Becky, thanks so much for your yeah. question. It was fantastic. Yeah, and uh, I hope that that helps. Yeah. Paulina from Mexico writes, hi, I love you girls. Okay. So my question, I've been wanting to get a tattoo of a witch's bottle for a really long time now. There's 5% of me that thinks it might attract bad energy though. I know you always say that it's up to us and how we feel and how we ourselves sense things, but I still wanted to get your recommendation if getting a witch's bottle tattoo is a good idea. The way I sense it mainly is that it will serve as protection for me. Greetings all the way from the north of Mexico, and thank you. Your podcast is so great. Thanks, Paulina. Paulina, thank you so much. Hey, girl, you get that tattoo. Get that tattoo. (laughs) Especially because it's... See, I was, you know, I was immediately thinking, I'm like, well, if she gets this bottle for protection, yeah. like, that's what a witch's bottle is for. That's exactly. You would it, fill it, it is, with items for protection. It is whatever so. you want it to be. That's what a witch's bottle is. Yeah. Whatever you want it to be. Is it for love? Is it for protection? Is yeah. it for a curse? Is it yeah. for holding your menstrual blood? It could be anything. Yeah. It could be anything you want. So, you know, let that 5% go. You're totally yeah. protected. Yeah. You don't need to worry about it. You get it. So that it can be a talisman for Send you. Send us a picture, and we would love a picture. Oh my God, yes. Paulina, that is so cool. Yeah, I would love to see the sort of the the what's the bottle shape yeah, going to be like. I know. I'm just thinking like, what's in it? Yeah, what's the bottle shape? That's so cool. Is it going to be I color? Is it black and gray? Idea. Black and gray color. Oh my what do you gosh. think? It makes me want to get another tattoo. Me too. I just like to get dots in, on my body anymore. You got some pretty cool ones. I, I got to tell you. I just want all the dots yeah, on my body. It's pretty and snakes. Great. Snakes and dots. Snakes dots and, and snakes. Dots. And maybe a moon. Another one. 
Anyway, mm-hmm. get that tattoo, Paulina. Get it, Paulina. Thank you. You have our blessing. Yeah. <laughs> our blarsing. Our blarsing. <laughs> well, I've been watching a lot of Nick Kroll lately. I like it. Do you ever watch Nick Kroll? Uh-uh. Kroll show? No. I can't get enough of it. Anyway, they're like blarsing. That's what they say. They're these. Anyway, I won't get into it. Uh, Stephanie from Kansas City. Kansas City, Missouri. Stephanie asks, hello. I haven't listened to all of the episodes yet, so if you've covered this already, just ignore it. But I do have a question. How do you incorporate witchcraft into your actual daily life if you're not devoting your career to it? I have dabbled in witchcraft for a while and for about four years now have not put it down. It's always there, although frequently takes a backseat to my life. I often struggle with how to actually incorporate it into my life. Right now, it feels more like a hobby I enjoy and do when I have the time rather than a practice or an actual integral part of my life. That said, suddenly bringing it into all aspects of my life and changing my lifestyle to encompass witchcraft completely, which I would love to do, doesn't seem practical and doesn't actually get done. So Stephanie, I'm assuming you want to know, how do you incorporate witchcraft into your actual daily life? Witchcraft is not, for me, about elaborate rituals once a week or with the cycles of the moon and all that other stuff. I mean, you know, participating in that sort of stuff, you know, it is important to me, but that's not what witchcraft is about. Witchcraft is about your connection with the earth and how you activate your personal power. And if activating your personal power looks like pulling a tarot card once a day to, you know, take the temperature mm-hmm. of your day mm-hmm. or whatever, if it looks like, um, you know, wishing on an eyelash that you found on your cheek, if it looks like noticing the messages that your guides are sending you, like pennies on a regular basis or hearts on a regular basis or seeing triple numbers on a regular basis, it's really, you know, witchcraft is a living, breathing, ever-present practice. That's why it's called practice. Yeah. So, you know, you know, diving deeper into esoteric theories and and philosophies can be important and as you just mentioned it is very time consuming um and bless those who do have time to devote to those things um and may they you know may that time come to you but you you are a witch even if you don't celebrate a full moon mass every time Mm -hmm. full moon comes Mm -hmm. around Mm -hmm. right completely completely word yeah you know jim and i were getting into this the other night and he's like you know i never you know see you do stuff and i'm like why well, don't do stuff when you're around like why would i yeah <laughs> you don't need to wear a witch on your sleeve Mm-mm. you don't have I think to wear the your po- point, the point that I was every single second of making the day. to him i'm like i have been a witch since i was a little girl because of my connection because of the dreams that were coming in because of how i was being informed because of who i knew i was mm-hmm and the second that you start to complicate that, I think, you know, you're you're just you're just losing. Just it's just let let it naturally be what it is. Yeah. Let, let yourself naturally be who you are. Yeah, it's not a dog and pony show. You know, no. it's not. 
It's not a theatrical event, again, unless you're called to do that kind of thing. It is, it is, if, if you call yourself a witch, it is in your blood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is in your breath. It's who you are. Yeah. So incorporating it into your daily life. I mean, we kind of spoke to that to um, Becky's question, but you know, there are really simple everyday things that you could do um, that don't cost money and don't, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, it takes less than five minutes a day. Um, My only suggestion would be, you know, if you want to deepen your connection to this aspect of yourself, honor that on a regular basis mm-hmm. don't forget about it mm-hmm. try not to let it kind of be the last thing on your to-do list make it top priority whatever that looks like because that will make your life moment to moment better i promise you changing your lifestyle to encompass witchcraft is not the name of the game no here. absolutely not it's also your not throwing down hundreds is- of money either no you know, hundreds of money. Do you know how many people come into my shop and I'm like, you don't need to buy that. No, you don't need this. Totally, nope, you don't need put that back. You don't want that yep. either. Yeah, I'm like, D- no. Yeah, use it's what about, you have at home. Absolutely, be resourceful. Yeah, totally. You know, I mean, again, you know, not. I mean, you can do whatever you <clears throat> want with your time and your and your finances and stuff. But being a witch does not mean dri- dripping in pentacles and wearing you know dark black clothing and dyeing your hair white. It has nothing to do. with that it has to do with what your heart says leslie is leslie is looking at herself (laughs) you're not as witchy as some people girl no 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 no, i know i'm no i'm not i mean i'm not at all i'm not at all but (laughs) i'm sitting here in my pajamas so God, that's funny. No, I am. But, I'm I mean, a I'm talking about the, the, the witches of Instagram. Of you know, like I'm, I'm talking about like the the lifestyle uh, witches, witch feeds on Instagram. Oh, yeah, you know, you don't yeah. have to look like yeah. that to be one. It's about your heart. No, and Stephanie, it sounds like you're experiencing a little bit. And the reason I'm saying this is because I recognize it in myself immediately. Like it sounds like you're like, oh my god, should I even be doing this? Like an imposter syndrome thing. Mm, right on. I, I, right I on. That is not. Listen, Stephanie, you're living this life. You feel it completely in your bones and in your soul and in your blood. It's who you are. You don't have to make. You don't have to talk to anybody about it if you don't want to. You mm-hmm. don't. Ha- you just look up at the moon every day. Feel that breeze go through your body. Appreciate the elements. Appreciate this earth. Do what you can to support it. And yourself. Yeah. And peace be with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. So. Good stuff. Send me a high five, Stephanie. Uh, yes. Uh, Wisty. Wisty, I love this. Hi, Wisty. Hi, Wisty. Oh, I love your name. I hope to meet you someday. Hey, Wisty, what's up? Wisty from England writes, Hey, you fabulous hags. I'm a Danish gay solitary witch turning 40 this midwinter. Welcome to the club. (laughs) Yes, 40s are great. Living in South England. I'm a new fan of yours and have a question I hope you'll consider. Many people I know who are in covens talk about the ritualistic descent into the underworld, how we all have to make the journey when we get to a certain stage in our witch lives. Hashtag hag stage? Question mark. I like that hashtag. Hashtag. 
I've read many stories of how some, how for some, this is a beautiful ritual and for others, a dark life event you have to come to terms with the mundane trauma mixing with the spiritual. What was, bless you, B. Our little dog just sneezed. She's not little, but anyway. Uh, I was hoping you guys would talk a bit about this journey to the underworld and how this might have affected you. As a solitary, I'm naturally very interested in how other solitaries have made this journey. Personally, I feel I'm in the boat where the journey is being expressed through life trauma. Sorry for the long ass question. <laughs> Much love from South England, aka oh I'm gonna I hope I do okay with this. AKA Burnmouth. PS thank you for making me feel like I'm part of a community. Oh, and you are my friend. Indeed. You are indeed. absolutely a part of this community. Um wow. Okay, so I have a lot. I have some things to say about this. Leslie, go. Well, I do too. So many people have been coming to me recently and they're like, oh my gosh, I've been initiated by a goddess or I've had this really incredible experience on the beach and I see all these incredible things and I'm just so super connected and all this awesome stuff and I'm here like... Crickets. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Leslie, I, I am the same. Cool. <laughs> I've had terrible things happen to me. <laughs> and I'm just like... And that's how I'm initiated. I'm like, okay, great. Like, I don't. And so many people are like, yeah. Or Venus came out of the surf and, and embraced me in like her bosom. In, I was asleep, and the moonlight was hitting my face. And this Athena grabbed my hand, and I'm like, fucking Athena. Like, what? No, I haven't had any of this. Uh-uh. Brandon Lee looked at me once <laughs> and winked. Does that work? I don't know. Through a movie poster. Yeah, I don't I know. know. Like, <laughs> Did I get initiated by Brandon Lee? You did. Via the crow? You did. Uh, it's true. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I am 40 going on, what is it, three maybe? You're 42. Um, am I 42? I'm going to, yeah, 42. Yeah. I'm going to be 43 this year. Correct. Uh, I, I, you know, I've just, I'm, I was looking at Jim the other day and I'm like, when's it going to happen? Who's going to come? Who's going to find me? Yeah. Like, is somebody going to come and initiate me? Maybe. I don't, I don't believe that you need to have that experience, though. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? And as far as the underworld, I don't know if... I, I understand this, like, dark initiation. I do under... Like, you know, I've, I've you know, read some of the rights and everything. And I do sure. understand, like, the dark initiation. Mm-hmm. And Amanda Gates, Yates Garcia talks about it and initiated about kind of this, the idea of being Persephone in the underworld with, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. excuse me, Hades. And she went through a kind of a dark kind mm-hmm. of underworld space. I, 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 I you know, had that experience myself I, I did, either. I did not either. And, okay. you know, bless the people that have. I think that's fucking fantastic yeah. that they're having those I, experiences. Cool. I have to admit, I'm like, kind of like, what are they doing? Am I going to get an experience? Donna says, what are they doing with those experiences? And I would also like to ask that question too. Right. What does it do for you? It's, you know, there, there's different ways that the spirit world wishes to um, initially contact us. Um, in a, a lot of shamanistic practicing cultures, a shaman um, or holy person will be uh, struck with, an, uh, with a great illness 
um, and that's how they are initiated. Um, I myself feel uh, as though my extreme depression in my early 20s was an initiation because that's when I really came back to practicing witchcraft. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just I think it's a deeply personal experience. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's age specific. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you can go through the hashtag hag stage at any point in your life. Um, you know, I have I, I have met a lot of different kinds of spirits. I haven't met Athena. I think that's okay. I just think that it really you know, the spirit talks to us in the way that we are able to accept mm-hmm. them. And some of us have a little bit more darkness in us and some of us have a little bit more light in us. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, de- it kind of depends on how it works out, you know? Yeah, like and that. it's also not a once and done thing. You know, it's not like 21, I met, you know, Venus and now magically I'm a priestess. It doesn't, you know, we have these life experiences with spirit that kind of build on itself to make us more rich and more full Mm -hmm. and well-rounded as witches. And, you know, not to, to put, lightly to anybody's experience I think that was just me being like I haven't had an experience what about yet. me you guys are having all these cool experiences and I'm like oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just you know <laughs> but I will say for, for any of that like my personal rise ascension leveling up fill in the blank sure, sure. whatever words work for you yeah has been real subtle. Mm-hmm. And I will honestly say to you that because I ask for them to come gently and compassionately. You do. So that <laughs> and maybe I don't realize it's happening. Um, so, you know, that's kind of been my like, the, you know, but the, the, the reader that I was a year ago to the reader that I am today, and even the reader that I might be in six months, it's going to ebb and flow. Like sometimes it's going to be like, I'm super on, but I, I have, like, I feel like my initiation has been through the shop. I would agree. Yeah. But it's been a very yeah, subtle. Yeah, just watching you as a yeah, friend. Yeah, but just, yeah. you know, like, and, and a lot of my initiations <clears throat> will be in the dream world. Mm-hmm. You know, you I've told you so many crazy, oh, yeah. the albino deer and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But I cannot forget the witch and the bean dream. Oh, that was five years old. I know. Yeah. So maybe you were initiated then. Yeah. You know, but I think, I think gently really, and compassionately yeah. and in a dream. So it harms nobody. <laughs> That's right. But I, I you know, I, I think it's really just about um, what you as a spirit living in a human body needs, you know, and some of us need the Athena taking our hand and some of us need the Persephone experience. Well, if I may. Yeah. And if I may um, speak to, you know, Anne when she was here. If you want that experience, Wisty, say, hey, guides, compassionate, loving beings, mm-hmm. I want this experience. Please help me have this experience. Ask them. They might be on the sidelines like, Wisty, we're waiting for you. You just call us in for the game, you know, like we're ready for your hash stage. It's all about stage. intention. Yeah. It's all about intention. Yeah. And also, yeah. you know, being really aware of what you're asking for, too. Yeah. Um, because... You know these these beings are powerful, and they they have a, a tidal wave of energy that come so, with them. So, so may I offer a gentle and compassionate way to <laughs> experience an initiation? Right. This is our new protected game. <laughs> a gentle and compassionate way. Yeah, so yeah, that you're protected. 
but I also feel like you, like these things can happen and you don't, you don't, you don't have to have them happen in order to be a powerful solitary, which totally, do you think so? I totally think so. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, Wisty, the, the experience is going to be different for everybody. Um, and only you and your guides are really going to know, you know, where you're going to go with this. But I am curious to know what your hag stage is going to look like. So feel free to update us um, whenever that comes. Yeah. And you did also mention that you're kind of going through some life stuff right now. So we hope that it's kind of compassionate and gentle. (laughs) (laughs) So sending you love. Always. From America. From across the pond, as they say. Yeah. Oh, Oh. Oh, oh! look at that. Well, that's our questions oh, for that. this episode, everybody. Thank you so much to all of those folks that have written in and for your voicemails. The Ask a Hag podcast is produced by Donna Kyler. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you find your podcasts. You can be a part of the podcast too. Leave us a voice message or a question on the Anchor FM app, and we will play it on the show. You can find this podcast on Instagram at ask.a.hag or at our website, askahagpodcast.com, where you can submit your questions. Thank you so much and a very blessed and happy 2020 for all of you lovely people. Yes. We love you very much and we wouldn't be here without you. Best and brightest to everybody. Absolutely. Happy New Year. Thank you. Bye. 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 (laughs) Let's hold back that burp so bad. I was like, burping through me. That was pretty good. I love that idea of the body thief. Me too. What about it? You're like, well, of course it's amoral, but, you know, I still think it'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, all those people are just fucked. <laughs> I forget what happens to their body after they're done being ridden or being possessed. They probably just turn into, like, invalids or something. Yeah, like, like vegetables. Tin can. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. That's what you think. Yeah. yeah.